from coast to coast to coast, you're listening to Terra Informa. You're listening, you're listening. You're listening. You're listening. to Terra Informa. This week, we are kicking off Terra Informa's summer break. For the next month, we'll be airing archive episodes while we take advantage of the summer weather and gear up for the busy fall season. But before jumping into archives, our friends at Beyond Blathers have generously shared an episode with us. I'm Hannah Cunningham, and I'll be your host for the next half hour of guest content from Olivia de Bercier and Sophia Osborne at Beyond Blathers. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge that I am currently located in Treaty 6 territory in Amiskwitsi, Wiskaigen, Beaver Hills House, or so-called Edmonton. We are broadcasting from unrecognized Papas Chase Cree territory. The Papas Chase Cree were displaced following consistent efforts from local officials like Frank Oliver to discredit the legitimacy of their treaty right to this territory and to reserve number 136, now South Edmonton. Not confined to history, this region is also the present homelands of many First Peoples who build their lives here, pursue livelihoods, and gather together, including Cree, Métis, Blackfoot, and Dene. Wherever you're listening from, we ask you to consider whose version of history informs your understanding of the land you are on. This week, we are airing an episode of Beyond Blathers, a podcast that dives into the insects, fish, and fossils of Animal Crossing New Horizons hosted and produced by our friends Olivia de Bercier and Sophia Osborne. This week, we are airing their episode about the mole cricket. Enjoy! Welcome to Beyond Blathers, the podcast where we dive deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm Sophia Osborne. And I'm Olivia de Bercier. And if you want to support the show, check out our merch store over on Etsy at etsy.com slash shop slash beyond blathers. And we're actually having a sale this week where you can get 25% off everything in the store. So if you've been thinking about getting some stickers and postcards with Olivia's art on it, now is the perfect time. The sale will run until June 19th, so make sure to check it out. This week, we are going to be talking about the mole cricket, which I have never heard of, and I'm I'm interested in what moles have to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I really like this bug. I feel like I really want to find one now in real life. They're really weird looking. And I love that they hide all day, but then they have like this really amazing voice at night. Like they're like Demi Lovato in Camp Rock and I'm here for it. <laughs> they need their duet with the yeah. Jonas brother. <laughs> <to> find Joe <laughs> Jonas. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I'm excited to hear more, but let's see what Blathers has to say. I kind of doubt that he will like them as much as you do. <laughs> <laughs> If we know anything about him. Yeah. Okay. So if you bring a mole cricket to Blathers, he'll say, Be warned, there is nowhere one might hide from the mole cricket. This plump pest has powerful front claws made for digging holes. And oh, how it loves to burrow underground. 
A cousin to the grasshopper, it also has wings and can easily take to the air. And I swear this on my pin feathers, some have even been seen walking on water. Oh mercy, I may need a moment. This is making me feel rather <laughs> woozy. <laughs> okay, so mole cricket like burrowing underground. Yes, yeah. That makes sense. I just noticed that uh, Blathers made a mistake, but I'm just confirming it here. I'm ready to debunk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting that he says, well, there's a few things here. I mean, first of all, I feel like there's a lot of places you could hide from a mole cricket. Like, it's most of the time just underground and sometimes flying. I feel like it's kind of, it's not like everywhere. But also, he mentions the ones walking on water. And what I think he's referring to is a kind of insect called a pygmy mole cricket, which has been found to be able to, like, basically jump on water. It's very weird and not in the sense of like, you know how there are those water striders like we talked about that use like water tension to stay afloat. They don't do that. What they actually have are like almost these like oar shaped things that can like push them out of the water in such a way that they can kind of bounce across the water. It's really cool, but they actually aren't a true mole cricket. They're in a whole different, a whole different group. Oh. I believe it's a different super family. So it's interesting he says this. Uh, that being said, there are like the mole crickets themselves have some hydrophilic qualities. And so it's very possible. Maybe Blathers here read another paper that I didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my guess anyway. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you can't fault him. How can no. mole cricket and pygmy mole cricket not be And like pygmy mole crickets <laughs> also look like mole crickets. Like, I feel yeah. like superficially it would be easy to mistake them because they're definitely related a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about that. Like what, like, what is a mole cricket even? What makes it special from a regular cricket? Well, Beck Crew, who's a contributor for Australian Geographic, said it best in her article on this animal. She said, it looks like someone got halfway through building one animal and then forgot what they were doing and stuck half of another animal on the other end and called it a day. And I really agree with that <laughs> because it feels like the mole cricket is a living embodiment of one of those old school vintage illustrations of an animal where an explorer comes back from an expedition and then has to like verbally describe a rhino or something to an illustrator who doesn't know what a rhino looks like. So they create an image that is like recognizable, but also like kind of wrong. Like this cricket just looks, it looks like a cricket, but with very weird proportions and very yeah. weird shapes. It's got this soft backside of the body, like its abdomen, and then it has this point between the abdomen and the thorax that's kind of like like a bug waist. And that area is very flexible compared to other crickets that just are very like stiff. I don't know how else to describe it. Like it doesn't look like they could like bend around and like, you know, hula hoop. Whereas I feel like the mole cricket could definitely hula hoop. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know how else to describe it. It's weird looking. They also have very 
short and rounded wings, if that species has them at all, because some don't. They have sort of beady little eyes, these long pincer-looking cerci on its back, and then these weird crab... I keep seeing, saying the word weird. They're just weird. <laughs> <laughs> these crab claw-looking forearms. And in some cases, the tips of those forearms almost look like human fingers doing like jazz hands. Like it's it's kind of cute, but also creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and they can get relatively big at one to one and a half inches long. Yeah, they, they're they very unsettling, the like front arms, that, because they almost look like doll arms or something, like baby yeah. doll arms. Like they're very oh, totally. chubby. Like they're chubby and they're at this kind of weird angle. And they don't really look like they would be like that effective, but I guess they use them for digging. But I don't know. It's just... And it just, like, doesn't look like, yeah, it totally looks like two different things spliced together. Because even the color between the two sections is pretty different. And then, like, the wings just don't look like they belong there. I don't know. It looks like one of those toys that you would get where you, like, there's, like, the three parts of, like, a doll or something. Like, the face, the shirt, and the pants. And then you, like swap them around but it's <laughs> different insect parts you know oh totally and like even their torso is very bulbous like yeah their whole shape is very like round they do long. kind of look like a mole though oh totally like it's kind of funny i saw i was watching a video where they put a picture of a mole next to a picture of a mole cricket and like they really you see that convergent evolution where they are shaped very similarly Wow, convergent evolution between a cricket and a mole. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I'm like, wow, look at look at evolution go. Amazing. Yeah, as I mentioned before though, about the like hydrophobic coating, they are covered in these fine, dense hairs all over their body. And that's that's what creates that water resistant coating. So thought I'd mention that too in terms of their appearances. They're kind of kind of velvety looking, actually. And the reason they have that is in case they accidentally fall into a puddle. Uh, they're pretty good swimmers. So, yeah, really interesting critters. It sounds like they can kind of do it all. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Land, air, water. I guess Flathers <laughs> was right. I take my initial statement back. <laughs> <laughs> so are they actually crickets? They don't really look that much like crickets. Yeah, so they, they aren't true crickets. Although they're related to crickets, grasshoppers, and locusts. So these are the orthopterans. But they're in their own family called the gr grillotalpidae. So whole separate group there. The orthoptera are kind of cool in that they are one of the insect groups where the young hatch from eggs and they don't go through any kind of larval pupil stages. They hatch from eggs as sort of mini crickets and then they grow into bigger crickets and as they grow they shed their skin up to eight times each time emerging a little bit bigger and it's kind of like a reverse russian nesting doll <laughs> and this is called incomplete metamorphosis so that's something that's pretty iconic for orthopterans wait so that's orthopterans but does that happen for this family as well the grill yeah so Orthoptera is the whole order um, that includes grasshoppers, crickets, locusts, and then these guys, the mole crickets. So they're all oh, together in okay. that group. Yeah. And so is mole cricket a genus then? And then 
it's a, a it's a family. So they are the Grillo Talpidae within Oh, that okay, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so Orthoptera is like the umbrella and then Grillo Talpidae is the family within it. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully me being dumb about taxonomy was helpful <laughs> for clarifying. No, I, that's for so you good all. though cuz like this stuff is, you know, so I'm trying to make a little now. cladogram in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's it would be so much easier if I had a whiteboard and I could just draw all this stuff out. True. <laughs> we'll have to make this a video podcast one day. <laughs> yeah. I'll just draw confusing diagrams. Anyway, so mole crickets are different from the rest of the orthopterans in a number of ways. The first thing is they're not really good at jumping. So their rear legs are not really strong. They're not really long. And so they just can't really propel themselves in the same way as something like a grasshopper would. They also have shorter antenna. And most notably, they spend most of their life in an underground burrow, making them fossorial. Like moles who are also fossorial, they have these tiny little eyes because they don't really need them underground. And when they come out above ground, it's usually nighttime. So not really a useful skill for them to have. And those strong arms that we were talking about before, the ones that are kind of creepy, like a toy baby doll, (laughs) (laughs) um, those arms are for digging. So Kind of, they remind me a bit of the dung beetles too. Like the dung beetles also have these sort of C-shaped arms that are a little bit wider in the middle and taper off near the end. But yeah, the the mole cricket ones are quite a bit creepier. Rather than kick up the soil behind them when they're digging, they basically just push the soil away and towards the walls and compress it as they go, if that makes sense. So yeah, they're they're really amazing at digging though. If you watch a video, they can they can dig really fast. It's really impressive. How big are they also? I feel I, I don't know if I'm picturing them properly. Yeah, um they're only about like an inch, an inch and a half long. Okay. Like I mean that's still pretty big for a bug. Mm-hmm. But they're not like quite as big as large grasshoppers. Yeah, that makes sense. I also love that word fossorial. Me too. That's so cool. I, I want to use word. that in some poetry or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one's good. That one rolls off the tongue and it, it's like a little juicy of a word. I used abyssal in a poem and my professor was like, wow, what a disruptive like <laughs> word. You should <laughs> just like crack open your bio textbook, your, your biology minor really coming yeah. in handy. <laughs> Literally, I realized that the best way to write poems is to just like make a word bank and then just like put all the words <laughs> together in weird ways. Like that's literally. This is how you're passing your poetry course. Yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> Create a I wordle. I mean, to be fair, my current class is all about like collage and poetry and stuff. So that's literally basically what it is. Oh, um, nice. My current assignment for poetry. If anyone wa- is like a science student and wants to feel like they went down the wrong path. My current assignment for poetry for this week is to draw a contour drawing of my face every day. And that's it. What? (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, that's like when you look at yourself in the mirror and draw like without looking at the page and and without lifting your pen. So I just do that every day. I'm really jealous of you right now. (laughs) I know. And then I write like three notes, like feeling frizzy or something. (laughs) (laughs) anyway wow but I love it anyway it's a good time 
Back to the mole cricket. <laughs> what do they eat under the ground? So there's over a hundred species of mole cricket, and they eat a variety of things. Most are herbivorous and eat the roots of plants. Some will even collect and hide seeds in their burrow, which is super cute. And then others are omnivorous, and some are even predatory, eating worms, other bugs, grubby larvae. I also found one study that found that on the beaches where leatherback sea turtles were laying their eggs, mole crickets were found to actually burrow into the egg and eat the egg. Oh my gosh. Which is just, you know, you think of all the issues that are facing leatherback sea turtles, <laughs> and um, mole crickets are not one of them. So that was really interesting. Yeah, that's uh, they should leave them alone. Like I support yeah. the mole cricket, but that's a little too far. Yeah, like come on guys, there's other stuff to eat. <laughs> yeah. That's that's really cool. I I didn't realize that they were that diverse, but that makes a lot of sense. So in the game, you hear them sing and you talked about like their Demi Lovato voice. Could you talk a bit more about their singing? Yeah, so Animal Crossing does this really cool thing where they make the mole cricket something you can only find by digging up. Sorry, I should say spoiler alert for listeners if you don't want to know how to catch a mole cricket. Like, you don't want to be told how to catch it. Just skip ahead 15 seconds. But yeah, the way you catch them in the game is that you hear the chirping, but you won't see a cricket around. So you have to follow the sound of the cricket as it gets louder and louder. And then once it's like the loudest, you have to dig there and then you find the cricket. And the sound in Animal Crossing is also very accurate to the sound of a mole cricket. So basically that sound you hear at night on the island that's a cricket sound. That's the sound of mole cricket. Okay. The other cool thing is it happens only at night, which is when the cricket is active in real life. The sound they make is even loud enough to basically create a vibration around their burrow a bit, which is kind of neat. So how do they actually make the sound? I know we did the cicada episode and you did a great job explaining how that works in their sound. Is it similar no. So for mole crickets, and really, I'm pretty sure all crickets, they do something called stridulate. And that that's the name for how they make the sound. They produce the sound by rubbing their wings against each other. And they have specialized almost like ridges that they rub against and it makes that sound. It's like the world's tiniest violin, and each rub of the wing is a pulse, and they can have between 50 to 200 pulses a second. Uh, those really higher numbers of pulses a second will create a smoother sound even. Despite their small size, these things can be really loud, and mole crickets can hear these sounds through hearing organs in their front legs. I really love this. I, I was at a conference for entomology, and there was a speaker talking about how insects hear. And it's something that I never really think about, but it's so different. And yeah, this, the whole like hearing organs in different parts of their bodies, like they don't have ears like vertebrates do. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. So anyway, moving on from that though, those males 
will build a burrow not only to hide and and to find food, but they will build their burrow so that it has a resonating chamber that sort of faces down. And then it sticks its head in that resonating chamber. And towards the surface, there's an opening shaped like a trumpet. And that amplifies its sound. So that sound reverberates around the resonating chamber and up and out through the trumpet end of the tunnel. It's really neat. Amazingly, mole crickets are the only known insect to make a sound producing device like this. Like there's not no other insect that builds something to help it make yeah. its sound. Very cool. Like, I don't know. To me, this is like this is where sort of that way of defining animal intelligence by like whether it makes tools is not always super clear cut because then you have animals like this. I'm, is that not a tool? Yeah, it's like a speaker. It's yeah. like I don't know. Some I don't know if anyone else has done this, but like when you go have a picnic with your friends and you put your phone in a bowl, like and play music. I don't know. I used yeah, to do exactly. that. I was gonna ask though where they can be found because I'm wondering if I've heard them before. I guess I I guess I just kind of like hear crickets and I'm like, oh, crickets, and I don't really think about what they what they are. Yeah, they can be found all over the world except for Antarctica. They really like places with a lot of moisture because they need moisture to survive. But specifically, females will actually judge the quality of the sound that the male is making, not just on like its strength and the way it sounds with the burrow, but they can also apparently judge the, the moisture of the habitat based on the sound. And the female really likes a damp area to lay her eggs in because if they dry out, they will die. So, yeah, you're going to find them more likely in humid, moist soils, places where it's kind of easy for them to dig. So especially sandy places, any place where the soil is just a little bit looser. But yeah, anywhere except for Antarctica. Well, it's been pretty wet here. So, (laughs) yeah, I feel like you would have to have them in Vancouver. Yeah, I'll have to like look it up. That's cool. It's super cool. Another fun thing is that if you play mole cricket sounds out of a live speaker, they will be attracted to it, assuming they're calling and (laughs) active Mm. at night. But one study was doing that to capture them, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but once the female finds a nice loud mate, the female will lay eggs in a burrow that she digs. In some groups of mole cricket, the mothers will watch over the brood until they hatch. And even after they hatch, there will be some parental care. But others will sort of lay the eggs, seal off the tunnel to keep them safe, and then get out of there. But I think it's really cool that crickets will show parental care in some cases, or the mole crickets rather. Yeah. Once these eggs hatch and the mole crickets have reached their final stage of growth called the final instar, they will usually overwinter in the stage before emerging in the spring as an adult. And mole crickets can live up to two years. Speaking of their age, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the beautiful fossils of mole crickets dating back as early as 98 million years ago. You know, in a world of Tyrannosaurus and Mosasaurs, this little cricket looked much like it does today, all stocky and ready to hide under the sands of the Cretaceous. And some researchers have even proposed that they found mole cricket burrows from the Permian. So one way or another, this cricket predates its mammal namesake by quite a bit. But I thought that was really cool. And some of these fossils are in amber, uh, some of which were actually amber from Myanmar, which I thought was interesting. I mean, if you haven't listened to our amber episode with the wonderful Adele, you definitely should go listen to that. 
Oh, yeah. That's cool. This is kind of a prehistoric episode. So you said that the mole crickets can basically be found around the world. Does that mean that they're doing well, like no conservation issues? Yeah. I mean, as far as I could tell, there didn't. I mean, it's hard. When there's a pest species, it can become very difficult to find any conservation topics (laughs) because everything's like, it's invasive and look at these other things that are threatened because of it. But yeah, so yeah, it's a a major pest. They've been introduced in a lot of parts of the world or different species have been introduced. And because of that, things like the African mole cricket is a really big crop pest that can damage, like the list of crops it could damage was huge. It went from everything from like barley to strawberries to tomatoes, just like a huge amount of stuff. What was really interesting is they are kind of most notably, at least on the internet, heralded as like a pest of golf courses specifically because things like the tawny mole cricket is sort of like the golf courses most wanted because they create (laughs) these holes in the turf that dry out the soil and then they eat the plant roots and the grass roots. And they also apparently disrupt the game because their tunnels can sort of mess with the smoothness of the turf. And golf courses are spending thousands upon thousands to deal with just this one pest. And to deal with mole crickets, they'll apply way more pesticide than what they would normally use for above ground insects because mole crickets are underground and more difficult to kill. So that's not great. I hate golf courses. Yeah, I was going to say. With like a burning passion. Like, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the show, but like, man, oh man, do I just think that they are the hugest waste of space and massive waste of water and they apply so many pesticides that I just... So, you know, sorry, golf courses. I don't actually feel bad for you at all. <laughs> like, we are not on the mole crop pests, but like... <laughs> I, I'm I'm with the mole cricket here. I, I want to see golf courses burn. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> not literally because, you know, wildfires, but I think they should not exist. And that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I, I kind of appreciate this like radical act by the mole cricket. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the mole cricket. It's basically the bug equivalent to a teenager who locks themselves in their room all day and plays music really loud at night. And I think it's kind of cute. And I will be making note of their existence for my future plot to destroy all golf courses. Yes. Oh. Now I'm thinking about just releasing mole <laughs> crickets on golf get me. <laughs> okay. Also, acts. we need to make a meme that's like a Demi Lovato, like, mole cricket mole meme cricket. for sure. <laughs> the like long brown hair and the bangs like the really straight bangs. oh my god yeah the microphone oh yeah so good thank you so much olivia that was just a very fun episode and i had no idea about mole crickets i did not even know that they existed let alone that they were so weird looking and and just fun and also yeah. radical now you gotta go look for them yeah very cool well Thanks everyone so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to check out our merch store at etsy.com slash shop slash beyond blathers. And make sure to take advantage of that 25% off sale. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at beyond blathers and check out our TikTok at beyond underscore blathers and tell your friends about the show.
Tune in next week to learn more about the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Bye. Bye. That is all the time we have for this week. I've been your host, Hannah Cunningham, and this has been an episode of Beyond Blathers, a podcast that dives deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils of Animal Crossing New Horizons. Thank you to Olivia and Sophia for sharing this episode with us. You can find their podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, or visit their website, beyondblathers.com. Terra Informa is a production of CGSR 88.5 FM, and all of our content is created by a team of volunteers. You can reach us for comments or questions via email, tara at cgsr.com, or message us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Terra Informa. For previous episodes, check out our website, terrainforma.ca. Catch you next week, right here on Terra Informa. <laughs>